timeless, run-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Rachel and Tegan, and today is number four of our Silly Season series, and on the menu, we're talking New Year's resolutions. You know, it's such a hefty topic. I feel like New Year's resolutions, and I feel like this time of the year, everyone starts planning for what they're going to do in the new year. But before we dive in, we did just want to acknowledge that we are trying something a little bit different today. And we are, for once, not recording in the same room. So Rachel is actually on the central coast in New South Wales on a bit of a holiday. So he's recording from her phone. So you may notice a few sort of, yeah, differences in the sound today. So please bear with us and we hope it doesn't disrupt the listening experience too much. I'm sitting under some beautiful trees in the grass with plovers, like making a bunch of racket around me. So hopefully you don't hear too many birds and you may hear the ocean in the background, but look, it's a bit of trial and error. We are learning our way through this tech stuff. So hopefully sound quality is okay for you. It is a great contrast to dreary, cold Melbourne today. So (laughs) (laughs) again, enjoy the sunshine while you can. Um, And the last thing we just wanted to mention before we dive in is that this will be our last episode for 2023. So we'll be taking a little bit of a break after this and then we'll be back with new episodes from January. And so I guess on that note also, just thank you so much for coming along the journey, um, coming along on the journey with us, I guess. Uh, It's been what, three, two and a half months since we launched? I can't math. Yeah, I think so. um, Maybe slightly over actually, three and a bit. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's just nice to, we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, reflecting on the year that was, and I guess a really big achievement for us this year and something that we've loved doing is launching this podcast. So thank you for coming on the journey with us. Yeah. All right, so let's delve into the topic today. So when we started planning for this episode, we sort of thought about, well, New Year's resolutions, like where did they come from? So we thought we might start with a little bit of a history lesson. Um, so historically the very first recorded people to set new year's pledges were the ancient babylonians and that was around four thousand years ago and they're also the first recorded says uh civilization sorry the first civilization (laughs) to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year i find that so interesting it's like such an Mm, old concept Yeah. And then this. Apparently, it was also a different time of year. It was like March or something like that. So we've always. Yeah, they probably didn't work to what is it, the Georgian calendar? Is that what the calendar Mm. is? Yeah. Um, And then interestingly, ancient Rome then continued the tradition of celebrating the new year and setting New Year's pledges. And then even in the Middle Ages, medieval knights pledged their allegiance and renewed their vows to chivalry and knightly valor each year. Um, and then they sort of have developed and swerved into sort of more sec- secular territory over the years into the New Year's resolutions that we know and love or hate today. <laughs> or hate, I love that. <laughs> and I, but I guess what it is, it's, you know, the new year continues to symbolise that new threshold. It's an opportunity for uh, a fresh start. Um, but I think it's also, it's like, do you love them or do you hate them? Because I feel like there can be so much pressure associated with it. Mm. But, um, and I think a lot of people, you know, probably do reject it, but some people embrace it. So let's have a look at who is still doing it in 2023. We um, found a little bit of data. So according to Finder, they did some research and that was around going into 2023. So obviously the year that is drawing to a close now, um, research revealed that around 71% of Australians, or the equivalent of, of almost about 14 million people, said New Year's resolutions. As women, um, we are slightly more likely to set them than men, but that ratio is only 72% for women and 70% for men. So it's fairly on par. Um, And interestingly, New Year's resolutions are also more popular with younger generations. So only half of baby boomers set set themselves resolution for 2023, compared to around 89% of Gen Z and 85% of millennials. I find that super fascinating. Mm. 
Maybe it's just I, because I suppose they're older and wiser and realise that you don't need a new year to you have to wait. Give it up. <laughs> maybe you could take a more optimistic or pessimistic oh. view, I suppose. <laughs> no, I mean like giving up on resolutions. Like maybe they've learned, like they've decided that I don't know, they're not that helpful. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it's also like that same concept of waiting for a Monday. It's like you don't have to yes. wait for a new year to make a change for a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, but yeah, when we were looking at the stats around, um, you know, what are the, what health resolutions are the most popular without a doubt? It was, you know, across all age groups, it was eat more healthily and then followed quick closely by lose weight and then followed closely by improve fitness. And they all hovered around the 26 to 34% across all Australians. And then even when you broke it down by male and females with females edging slightly higher, but still almost a third of males who set resolutions set one of those three to be, you know, what they're wanting to Mm. achieve in the new year, which I just find super fascinating. It probably says something a whole lot more around our society and the value placed on aesthetics. So I suppose Mm -hmm. if that's something you're thinking about, maybe check out last week's episode when we spoke to Mm. Paige and sort of talking about how we can approach um, the new year in a healthy and mindful way. So if you haven't caught up on that one, we definitely recommend you listen to that one after this. Um, Mm. But then number four on the list was I'm not going to have any resolutions at all. So it's it's kind of fun. I find that really fascinating. Yeah, and there's some interesting ones around sleeping more, travelling overseas, being more sustainable, better work-life balance, mm. uh, very low down the list, quitting gambling, drinking or vaping. There's around 2 to 3% of people have set that as a resolution. Mm. I had a little giggle because there was um, – it, it sort of broke down that younger generations are more committed to health resolutions for 2023. Yes. Um, like there was 50% of baby boomers that ticked, I'm not going to have any health resolutions or any yeah. resolutions at all, whereas there was sort of um, only – 11 and 15 percent of people ticked that that box um yeah so it's just interesting to see what what people said and look we'd love to hear from listeners as well like do you set a resolution what kinds of resolutions have you set in the past I just think it's interesting yeah it's so fascinating even just looking at this list it's so funny when you look at like moving interstate or overseas zero percent of baby boomers set that as a resolution (laughs) for 2023 compared to 10% of Gen Y and 9% of Gen Z. So it kind of goes across a whole lot of things. So it's super interesting. Similarly, work-life balance, only 3% of boomers want a better work-life balance compared to 16% of millennials. Uh, That'd be us, wouldn't it? (laughs) But I think it's interesting thinking about the pressure of having a New Year's resolution. In in general, New Year's Eve and the whole end of a year, start of a new year, I really hate the sort of quote-unquote significance of New Year's time and the pressure that comes with that. It's kind of like I I always feel a lot of pressure to reflect on what I have or I haven't achieved, Um, thinking about, you know, what what is next year going to hold? Did I do everything I wanted to do this year? Um, What am I going to tick off the list next year? All that kind of pressure. And also the pressure on New Year's plan. This is a bit of a segue, but how overrated can New Year's be and stressful in terms of the pressure pressure to have like the best plans? And I just feel like, I feel like it's often a letdown. Um, And like the best New Year's I've had have been more impromptu gatherings with just a few people that I love. But I always feel like, oh, what are you doing for New Year's? You know, it's this loaded question. And then people try and set plans. And I feel like it's really overrated. I don't know, maybe an unpopular opinion. Overrated. No, I completely agree. Like I just, I don't know what it is about it, but every year it's kind of like, yeah, you definitely feel this pressure to do something like wild and wonderful on New Year's Eve and really it's just another night. (laughs) I still remember the very first year that Sean and I moved into our house. We moved in right before Christmas and we had New Year's here at home. And I think we sat on the couch, watched, drank some wine and watched a movie. And I don't even think we made it to midnight. I think we went to bed at like 11 (laughs) PM or something like that. So it's, 
I don't know. I think, yeah, it can be something really fun. I mean, the idea of going into Melbourne, like into the city on New Year's Eve, actually just like I could think of nothing worse, just their people and the traffic and everything. It would be horrible. Um, But I agree. I think definitely those like impromptu gatherings with some few close friends, something really low key, a barbecue, some drinks, some games, whatever, is just all it needs to be. I flew, I remember one memorable New Year's where it, I think it's probably the only time I haven't made it to midnight, but I'd flown to London, I think on the 28th, and I was so jet lagged. And this was my first solo trip ever. And I'd always wanted to go to the UK. And I was staying in an Airbnb, like with a woman. Remember how you like early Airbnb, you actually stayed in people's houses, like I had a room mm. in their house. Um, and she was this wonderful lady. And we actually just like had dinner and we watched The Help together. And I'd never seen that film. And then I fell asleep. Like I was in London. I could have gone in for the fireworks and stuff, but I was just remember being so jet lagged. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. It was probably cold you know, too, wouldn't have been. It was <laughs> that time of year. And I was by myself <laughs> and I was like, you know, first solo trip. I was like probably not going to catch the tube by myself and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and I I just think as well if we get back to like the main the main topic around um the oh, yeah, pressure of, of New Year's <laughs> and resolutions, I think I don't know I feel like there's almost something to be said for the idea of a resolution versus a goal because I don't know mm-hmm. I think the more I've thought about it as we've been planning for this episode I, I think I take a little bit of issue with the like the word resolution it's like you're resolving to change or like to do something or to not do something as opposed to perhaps like a perfectly good resolution could be to just continue sort of the path that you're already on or to continue to build on the habits that you've already formed like you don't have to Mm -hmm. completely stop something or completely start something new for it to be a valid sort of goal for the new year I don't know that's a really good point. It doesn't have to be some life-changing, um, you know, 180 type approach. Maybe it is. Maybe you need to do that and maybe this is the kickstart you need. But also I feel like that the, we shouldn't be feeling the pressure to do that because maybe it is, okay, I've started, you know, um, Pilates in 2023 and I want to keep that up doing that two times a week or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like maybe it's continuing a continuation of a really good habit you've formed. Um, yeah. And I, also, point. and I also think it is something that if you do want to go and set – resolutions it's got to be you I think it's something you really have to give some thought to and I think the fact that like 72% of people set them and the vast vast majority of those are set around eating healthier going to the gym or losing weight says something Mm. I I feel like some of those they're probably things that people want to if you're setting that for the new year it's probably something that you've thought and thought about and felt the whole year long and then it's like you have to then sort of like name it as a resolution, but it's probably just something that you're going, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that next year because it's like that whole thing, I'll do that next next Monday kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it kind of feels like it's not that intentional, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. then I wonder, no wonder, you know, so many people are going to the gym in January and then come December it's probably like their slowest month of the year and people yeah. like cancel their memberships and everything because it's one of those things that people start with the pressure and the vigour of a new year but then haven't mm-hmm. really put – and with something we'll talk about towards the end, but haven't really put like intentional thought into the why of these yeah, resolutions. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd love to see some data around how many people don't achieve their resolution purely for that reason. Cause I think there's this pressure that you have to have one. So people say, Oh yeah, I want to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. But it's know. also, that's, that's, it's vague too. Like a lot of those, um, those resolutions we saw in the, uh, for 2023 from Finder were, were very broad, vague, like eat healthier. Like, mm. okay, but what are you going to do? Are you going to meal plan each week? Are you going to mm. work with a dietitian? You know, I guess um, it's it's making things, setting goals that are clear. Um, yeah. But I guess having said that, um, 
do do you love them or hate them, Tegan? Resolutions? Like, have you set them before? Have you stuck to them? What are you thinking for twenty twenty four? Um, yeah, I I have definitely made them in the past, and I've definitely been guilty of that. Oh, I'm going to get fitter, or I'm going to get, I'm going to lose weight, or whatever. Mm. Um, last year, as we've spoken about on the pod before, like I think my big goal was around like just our like finances and some of those like goals around when it came to money. Mm. I've certainly you had sort of. That. Yeah, which I, I think this year has been really, really great. And we've been able to sort of maintain that. But um, yeah, but I guess, I don't know, if I think about next year, I'm not sure if I really have like a set resolution. Like I think there's still definitely things that we want to achieve when it comes to like finances and investing and that sort of thing. There's still things that I want to do like health, health and fitness. But I think a lot of it is just like a continuation of what I need to, what I'm already doing. So mm-hmm. I feel rather than, yeah, maybe labeling it as a resolution, I might just, we might just sit down and, you know, look at, look at our money and our financing, our budgets and go, well, this is what we've done this year. What do we want to try and achieve next year and try and set some targets? And I think similarly for my health and fitness, maybe try and do some things around that. But I don't mm. really, I don't think I really like feel the need to have like a news resolution. If I was going to do something a little bit frivolous, I might say like read a book a month or something like that because I definitely mm-hmm. haven't been reading as much. And maybe that's something that I could look at adopting um, or trying to achieve next year. But then I also feel like sometimes, I don't know, it's like it can be easy to give up on them because if it's like mm. a read a book a month and I get to March and I'm already three books behind, it's like, oh, I'm never going to catch up. So I'll let it go yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So instead of, yeah, instead of just yeah. read more. But then again, is that actionable? Like there's yes. a time it's clearly clear and timely if you say a book a month, but, but then also is it, is it setting yourself up to um, let yourself down? If you're like, if you're not sure if it's achievable, but you want to set the goal, but then like you said, if it doesn't happen, you're going to be like, Oh, I've already failed come March. And then instead of just like, Oh, well I'll start now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe sometimes like not looking at it the whole year, maybe I'll be like, I want to read three books by March and see how I go. Cause it feels like warm. Even it's the same thing in theory, but it's kind of a little bit, more achievable so I don't know but yeah I guess if I had to say it'd be yeah finances and investing just continue what we're doing there health and fitness like majority of people as it seems and then maybe yeah to read more how about you what's your what are your thoughts on resolutions and do you think you're going to set yourself any next year I've been I've had an up and down relationship with resolutions I there was a time when I was out and out rejected them I was like that's ridiculous like I never want to set a resolution that's just silly no one ever sticks to them Mm. um I probably have set vague resolutions in the past. I don't think I've ever been a big um, big advocate for it. I think I guess I said at the start, I, I hate the pressure and the yeah. um, that sense of failure around, oh, gosh, what haven't I achieved this year? What should I try and be achieving? Yeah. Um, but I also love um, – I love a goal and a time frame and something to work towards as well. Yeah. But I guess I guess I don't really do that in the context of New Year so much. Mm. Um, but I was giving I was giving some thought to this before the episode. I was like, okay, what do I actually want to? You know, do I have any wants, plans, dreams, desires, goals for 2024? Um, what I came up with, my random scribbled notes, was to up my cardio game, and that's really vague. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to put some like maybe it's one cardio session a week for the whole year. Yeah. Um, or maybe and you book actually, yourself a fun run or something that you have to work yeah, towards. 
that's it. Like I was thinking like actually this year I had intended to do like another obstacle race like Spartan because I did that a couple of years ago and I loved it. Didn't end up doing that. So I'm like maybe it's something like that to work towards because I do feel like when I have something like that to um, that's in the calendar, it pushes me. But <laughs> on this holiday we've mm-hmm. been like I haven't been able to find like a gym to go to but I've got my resistance bands and I've been doing bits and pieces and we've gone for a couple of runs. And gosh, I was, uh, we were running and I'm like we're doing stairs and I was panting and I'm like, man, I need to do more cardio. Yeah. Like I love my exercise but I do not prioritize cardio so upping my cardio game cardio is hard it can be hard work when you're getting started but yes (laughs) yeah it's like really hard at the start but you you do also build it really quickly once you do get going it's just that initial period it feels good yes and yeah and I was I ran a lot in um in lockdowns but I've I sort of just stopped the moment I could restart all the other things I wanted to start that yeah. I prefer doing and I'd love to get back there with running yeah um so yeah that's that's a big one um I think probably get a bunch of experience with my coaching and group fitness now that I've got my cert three and I obviously actually that's the other big one I want to get my cert four and take off my master of female training and my nutrition cert um so that they're things that are very tangible that I want to finish in 2024 but I guess also start um start getting that practical coaching experience so mm-hmm. really really excited to jump into that um my continuing to up my pull up and chin up game that's been a little pre-christmas goal I've had but I'm really worried that I'm not going to be able to do it because I haven't been able to find any bars to practice on while I've been away but that's just oh, another can you just play, can you play like a find a like a children's playground with like a monkey bars oh, or something dear, actually I don't that's think about playground yeah, I've been looking for like those, you know how they have those sort of weird gym setups on Oh, yes, like in like we, local parks and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We've sort of been camping in like weird, just like remote spots on the beach and stuff. So I've not been very good with that. But anyway, keep keep mm-hmm. working on that. And like you said, I guess it's just continuing. Like I want to keep pushing with my weights, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're big, important things to me, but they always are. Like that's just ongoing. Mm. Um, I sort of think maybe career-wise – I don't know whether I'm thinking a bit of a shift. I'm just putting a bit of a thought, a bit of thought into that. I kind of feel like I'm being at a bit of a crossroads, so I'm being very vague here. But I'm going to put some thought into that for 2024. I'm not yeah. really sure what it'll what it'll bring, and I'm a bit excited about that. I guess. Yeah. But that's that's probably that's probably the extent of it for me in terms yeah. of what I've thought. But I guess I suppose whether or not you have a resolution or not, something that is nice about the new year, I guess it does bring it does sort of encourage that moment of like pause and reflection and an opportunity for you to just sort of have a think about your life and Mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing, what it is you might like to be doing, what's working, what's Mm -hmm. not working. And I guess even just, even that's all it does, it's kind of nice, I suppose, even like what you said around your career, even though you haven't really, you know, fleshed out what that might mean, but it's like that idea Mm. that you just kind of can take stock for a moment and go, hmm, new. and I think a new year kind of gives that nice natural sort of like a clean Mm. slate kind of, feeling so I guess that's probably one benefit when it comes to the resolutions or the new year we have to find the positive if we're not if for those who aren't like advocates of the concept and maybe maybe that's a a good reminder for me that it it doesn't have to be pressure or negative that it's Mm. actually just let yourself sort of sit in those feelings of of reflection and actually that made me remember I actually wrote notes in my phone I think it was new year's morning I think I woke up and just thought okay what am and it was more like themes for the next year. Let me just yes, bring it up. I remember you telling me about this, and I feel like it's so not. It's it was a really nice list of things that don't you know aren't those. They're not so super highly tangible. They were kind of like small things that I think a lot of people wouldn't consider. I, that's the other thing. I feel like yeah, a lot of people think if it's a resolution, it has to be something big. It has to be something worthy yeah. of being like a New Year's resolution. Like it feels like it can't be something small. 
Um, But it certainly can. And I think it can just be like a few small things that you want to change that like, you know, those um, little 1% things that you do all day, every day that you want to shift. It doesn't have to be something huge and momentous. And yeah, that list was, um, I think, some really great examples yeah. of that. So if you don't mind sharing, Rach. Yeah, I've just, I've just found it in my phone. I had to scroll back a long way. It was actually, it must have been 2020. So New Year's Day 2020 that I wrote this random list in my phone. And I won't share it all, but some things were just, it was just almost keywords of things, of themes that I wanted for my year. So the first mm. word was actually love and showing people, you know, love to everyone that I meet. And obviously the people in my life actually being really intentional with that. Um, less waste, more mindful of my impact. Um, mm. Actually, this one's good. Develop a healthy relationship with food and be consistent with food and training. And I feel like the last three years I've spent so much time and energy with that and I've come a really, really long way. So it's really nice to, even though that was kind of a vague, not, I mean, a little bit vague, um, mm. it's it's nice to see that I've actually taken action on that and done that when I reflect. Yeah. Um, the other, another one was be present and give people my full attention. And I know I've, I've spoken about this before with Andrew, even, you know, just being on my phone while, when people are talking to me, that kind of thing. I, I know it's rude, but I know I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still guilty. I think everyone's guilty of that. It's so yeah. difficult in this day and age. That's it. And just no more like yeah, raising my voice, speaking rudely. I guess that's probably more like to family and to Andrew and that kind of thing. Just being more mindful of that, swearing less. Um, mm. And then just a few others I had run. So running was a big thing. I actually did that in 2020. Uh, language, learn a language, which I also started, haven't stuck to. And then there was yoga as well because that's something that I'm always, I'm always on some vague mission to incorporate more of into my life, not overly successfully. But that was yeah. kind of just my, like, it was like themes that I thought, okay, what are some ideas, thoughts, themes, practices? Um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that again. Yeah. I feel like that's such a nice idea just to sort of sit down and, yeah, kind of like, it's like almost, yeah, just do that little bit of self-reflection and kind of, I guess, even that, like I think some of the things on that list, like you can identify because everyone's got certain things that we know we do, but we don't necessarily mm-hmm. love about ourselves. And I feel like yeah. just getting that, taking that moment to be a little bit introspective and be like, okay, what are some of the things that are easy within my control that I can sort of adapt? And I feel like, yeah, actually using your phone less, that was what, something I tried to do mm. last year. That was going to be one of my resolutions that I wasn't going to look at my phone after 9 p.m. And I feel like that did not last very long. So maybe I could pick that one back up again. Sean would be very happy. <laughs> I do think so. I know like when you've been away and stuff, there'll be times where we're texting like, all right, I'm pulling my, putting my phone away for a while now. Like you, I feel like you've been a little bit intentional with that. Mm. I just find I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like working from home, like on lunch breaks and things like that, you can just end up scrolling so mindlessly. Oh, doing scroll, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess it's just around like pay, maybe just trying to put a bit more mindfulness around phone Mm. phone and probably just like technology use as well because I feel like we're always just looking for things like entertain us yeah anyway so maybe I'll put a bit of thought into that (laughs) yeah no it's a good one even on this trip because we've had we were airbnbs the first week and we watched movies and stuff together like we would at home but then now we're camping we're actually you know there's none of that kind of tech distraction and Mm. it kind of makes you think all right well how much do we just sit around watching tv together rather than talking or playing a game or you know having meaningful time so yep. that's a good one actually and sometimes it can be so challenging to think of things to do that don't involve technology because we're just not oh, yes. we kind of lack that creativity these days to come up with things to do that we like rely on other things to provide that entertainment for us it's like when the power goes out and suddenly and you're like oh we'll do yeah. this oh wait no we don't have power oh we'll do this oh wait we need power for that yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Um, it's also, um, sorry, I just, no, you go with the, um, with having that moment of reflection. I'm really bad at that and I hate journaling and I, um, I don't make time to reflect. Mm. Uh, and the fact that I did this, that's why I think I remembered it in my phone because it was a bit of a moment for me of like a kind of reflection and a bit of a journal, I guess, not, not handwritten, mm. but notes in my phone. Um, 
it's maybe it's maybe it's a good thing to for me to implement more regularly too though and reflect yeah. even at the end of the start of each month rather than the start of every year like I've journaled what once in the last three years it's probably not a great track record <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I guess it's allowing that to be maybe a let yourself sit in that sometimes yeah. a bit of, a bit confronting or a little bit dis, a bit of discomfort um but I think it can also be a really nice way to work through where you're at with things yeah and it could be a good tip for people who do set a resolution and to carry through the whole year because Mm. you can kind of take that moment at the end of each month to sort of pause and reflect on how you're sort of tracking I suppose against that might help you sort of be successful um actually rings um made me think of something I saw that I intended to do um with Andrew and we haven't really but it was about having a monthly check-in like with your partner and it was, I can't remember what they called it, but it was like you had a nice dinner, you might go out or you might make something. And then there were a series of questions that you asked each other and answered. And I think it was, it was things around reflecting on the month that's been, things you've, um, things that have been challenging, things you've achieved uh, and, and on the month ahead, what's something you'd like to do more of or do mm. less of or different questions like that. And I feel like that, yeah, similar, similar, similar idea. Mm. Uh, but if you've got you know someone in your life and to do it together um yeah definitely probably also a nice idea yeah 100 percent. we're coming up with all these ideas now I'm gonna have to make a couple list of resolutions (laughs) yeah and I guess that sort of segues nicely into our sort of final topic of this part of this episode which is around how can you actually sort of ensure to as much as you can that you'll be successful because notoriously people are not and actually just while we've been talking just have done a little bit of a quick google search which found um and i found some data from strava which they predict that of the 800 million activities that they sort of record in the fitness app they predict that nearly 80 percent of people who make a new year's resolution will have abandoned it by the 19th of january so it's not even three weeks that's very quick. And you know what? That data would be very telling because mm. that's actively tracking what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. All these people are like, I'm going to start running and they do it for the first two weeks. And then by week three, they just peed it off completely. 19th of January. And you know what? Isn't it like four weeks or something to make a habit? The people that have just pushed yeah. through for that extra week are probably the successful ones. Yeah. I think it's, it's around being specific, like we said before. So my vague up my cardio game is really not a smart goal. Like mm. <laughs> it's not measurable. It's not specific. It's not timely. Mm. Uh, so I guess, like I said before, maybe if I was to say I'm going to incorporate one all out heart rate up cardio session each week, mm-hmm. that's tangible. And it's, I guess, a bit of accountability for me to, to stick to, like for, yep. for example. Yeah. And I think as well, when we talk about smart goals, it's not just about it being specific, measurable and sort of time bound, but I think people often forget the achievable and realistic components of that as well. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I could set myself and say, I want to be able to run a marathon by the end of next year. And I just know there is no way. That I'll be able to you run a marathon. You could do it, Tegan. You could do it. Not a marathon. No way. There's no, not a chance. Half marathon then. <laughs> or potentially. If I was going to set a running goal, I might say, to be able to run 10Ks by the end of the year. Like if I you was, know what we should do? We should start doing the park run and set ourselves, like start with the five and then do the 10. That's what yeah, we should do. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're not convinced. But I think that's so – that like achievable and realistic is so um, important because I think, yes, often we have like these really big grand goals for ourselves and we just we just make them too big. So therefore yeah. it's you, you realise just how far – you have to go even when you achieve a little bit, you still feel so far away. So then it's really hard to be consistent mm-hmm. and maintain that sort of motivation. So I, get, I think there's something to be said about 
you know, looking at what that goal is and actually really assessing, is that something that I feasibly am going to be able to achieve? Like obviously everything's going to take a little bit of effort, but you want something that you know is going to be, yeah, you're going to be able to achieve it within a reasonable time frame, and you're not. Yeah, it doesn't go from zero to 100. Exactly. And also um, maybe it's about setting those mini goals instead of like, okay, I'm running Mm. a half marathon in November 2024. What does that look like? Break it down by month by month. Or, you know, it's the read a book uh, a month. Okay, what's my weekly goal? How many pages do I want to read a day or a week? Setting those um, bite-sized chunks. What are the, I don't know what you call it, but those goals along yeah. the way, like yeah. work backwards and be like, right, but how am I actually going to do it? Yeah, like breaking guess, that big goal down into yeah. milestones. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's, I think there's an element of consistency. It's not motivation, it's discipline. You know, we actually, we make time for what is important to us. That's just mm. the reality. So yeah. if you've set a lofty goal just because you feel you should, but you don't really care, um, I don't think the chances of you actually achieving it are that high. Whereas if it's something you desperately want to do and you um, are really intentional about it and you break down, you break it down into, you know, those, those goals we're just saying, yeah. then, you know, you'll absolutely get there. But I do think we do make time for the things we care about. Yeah. And I think this feeds back into what we were saying before about actually being intentional with, with setting or with not setting a resolution, because if you just set, if someone asks you, you just pick something out of your out of thin air because someone says, hey, what's your resolution for next year? And you go, oh, I want to lose some weight. Like that's not mm. really a resolution. And I think if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't taken that moment to be intentional and be like, actually, what do I want to achieve? Then mm. it's going to be impossible to find the motivation and the discipline to actually achieve that because at the end of the day, it's obviously not a priority for you. Yeah. Like, do you want to lose, um, say, five kilos and or a dress size? And are you going to enlist a nutrition coach and work with personal trainer and you know join this gym and go to it three times a week like you have to break it down into those actual um actionable steps I guess but last point if you don't like resolutions you don't want to set one power to you just don't it's okay (laughs) not to have one yeah you can be like like new year current me (laughs) (laughs) you're not new me I'm happy exactly maybe you're like loving where you're at in life and you are ticking your goals as you go. And again, comes back to that thing. You don't need uh, a Monday. You don't need a new year. You don't even need a new day. You can start right now where you're at, make changes um, that you want to make, you know, or don't make changes that you don't want to make, you know. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, I feel I like we've kind note. of covered everything, right? <laughs> but um, That's yeah. It. I guess just to reiterate what Rach said at the start of the episode, like thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year. I mean, obviously it's only been going for the last three months, but we've just had such a wonderful response and to see people coming back, listening week after week mm-hmm. after week and that slowly like climbing. Um, it's just been really, really wonderful to see and we've loved recording. It's something that's been totally new for us. We've loved learning mm-hmm. and dealing with all the sort of tech challenges along the way. Thankfully, we haven't had to re-record too many episodes. We're still, no. <laughs> some of our guests will attest to our tech limitations. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, but like, like so you can say, like we actually, like we can see, you know, how many, many list- people are listening, what countries they're coming in from. We have listeners in the US, um, Germany, there's some like random ones out there. So hello. Brunei. <laughs> yep. So good. So I guess we just get so excited. Like it just puts such a smile on our face when we see people are listening. Uh, Mm. Even more so when we see you contact us on social media, respond to our polls, send us messages, um, give us feedback. We we adore it. So please do that. And um, like we've said before, if you want to... give us a follow on social media if you want to rate us on the platform you're listening on and that means the world to us 
uh, and we really appreciate it if you uh, take the time to do that. And we wish you all a happy and safe holiday season, no matter how you celebrate. And we hope you can yeah, enjoy the time with your friends and family. And yeah, we wish you all the best for 2024 and we will catch you in the new year. Yes. Merry Christmas from the Brunch Files. Happy New Year. Resolutions or no resolutions. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy. Oh, 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 oh,